As a lifelong UU and a founding member of this church, I believe that getting involved and making a difference in the world is what UUs do. We side with love. We advocate, we organize, we act for justice because we firmly believe in the inherent worth and dignity of all and respect the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. I wanted to start this morning with some basic information about the UU Service Committee. Many years ago, our congregation celebrated both a UN Sunday in the fall for the UU at the UN and a Justice Sunday in the spring for the UUCSC. But recently, we've only celebrated the UN Sunday. I think that's kind of from lack of volunteers. <laughs> but UUSC's brochure states that they are challenging injustice and advancing human rights. 75 years ago, on December 10, 1948, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and that's what guides all of the work of the UUSC. The Unitarian Service Committee, that, which was the predecessor of the UUSC, when Unitarians and Universalists got together, was founded in 1940 to support Jews and political dissonance from the Nazi, fleeing from the Nazis. Our flaming chalice has its origins with the, the USC. An Austrian artist first brought together the chalice and the flame as a Unitarian symbol during the work, his work with the USC during World War II. The USC was an unknown organization in 1941. And this was a disadvantage in wartime, when establishing trust quickly across barriers of language, nationality, and faith could mean the difference between life instead of death. Disguises and signs and countersigns and midnight runs across guarded borders were the means of freedom in those days. The flaming chalice design was made into a seal for papers and a badge for agents that were moving the refugees to freedom. And if you look on the front of your order of service, this is the present day version that the service committee uses. The hands coming from the chalice working together and advancing human rights. And so over time, the chalice, the flaming chalice has become the symbol for Unitarians, Universalists, all over the world, not just the service committee. But the service committee believes that communities most impacted by injustice should lead the way in identifying solutions. So they partner with grassroots organizations to advance human rights, both in the United States and around the world. I am impressed that the majority of their partner organizations are led by women, immigrants, indigenous people, people of color, people identifying as LGBTQI, and or people living with disabilities. UUSC um, initiates, excuse me, the UUSC initiatives focus on three areas. They work on international justice and accountability, on climate and disaster justice, and on migration justice. After service downstairs, you can learn more by getting a copy of the UUSC brochure, signing up for UUSC emails, or checking out later the UUSC.org website. 
I'm going to now have them show a video which tells some more about how the UUSC's climate action work begins and their programs. It's called a community-centered approach to climate-forced migration. Many people think that climate-forced displacement is a future risk, that it'll happen 20, 30 years from today. But the reality is, is that in many communities around the world, people are already being forcibly displaced by climate change impacts. Communities around the world are facing increasingly harsh impacts of climate change, including sea level rise, glacial melt, intensified natural disasters, and destruction of food and water sources. But these impacts are not distributed equally, nor do communities have the same resources and support to deal with them. Certain groups are disproportionately impacted by the threat of climate force displacement. In particular, people who are living in small developing states face disproportionate threats. A good example is here in the United States, where most of the communities who are doing relocations right now are indigenous communities who have lived on their lands and in the area where they currently live for between hundreds and thousands of years. In UUSC's Environmental Justice and Climate Action Program, we work to support indigenous populations of Alaska and the Pacific. UUSC is partnering with 11 grassroots organizations that reach 15 Pacific Islands and 15 Alaska Native Villages. UUSC's partners are helping make sure that communities at risk of climate force displacement are involved and consulted each step of the way so that they can decide for themselves if, when, and how they relocate. Partnering with communities is important at UUSC because we believe that communities are the experts in the issues that they are experiencing and that they should really be leading and informing the decisions that affect them. The USC's priority is in elevating the voices of the communities that are most affected by this issue. We believe in the adage that nothing about us without us. We lift up the community's voices, we support community organizing and local advocacy. Along with these grassroots partnerships, UUSC is engaged in advocacy and research related to climate forced migration. Central to UUSC's advocacy on climate force displacement is the human right to self-determination. In reality, our partners and other grassroots and indigenous leaders are the innovators and they are the leaders when it comes to new solutions to climate force displacement. But they're usually sidelined by government officials, academics, and other quote-unquote experts when it comes to negotiations and other decision-making forums. Our research starts with our partners. We run focus groups, interviews, and do partner visits to assess the needs and the goals that our partners have. The next phase in our research is to reach out to stakeholders in other areas. These could be grassroots communities who are facing climate force displacement in other parts of the world, or they could be government officials or other negotiators or people at the international stage. What we're doing during these conversations with other stakeholders is to find solutions, recommendations, or innovations that we can bring back to our partners and then we can incorporate into work with our partners to advance their advocacy goals. Throughout our work to support human rights, UUSC follows the lead of those most impacted and partners to bolster existing efforts of affected communities. In our Environmental Justice and Climate Action Program, we are proud to be working with some of the most innovative leaders responding to the frontline impacts of climate change.
So as they were stating in the video, <clears throat> the climate crisis does affect us all, but it doesn't affect us all equally. 13-year-old Rose from Papua New Guinea said, one day I will leave this island. I will miss it. It's, it'll always be my home, even when the sea takes it away. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of moving from a 13-year-old. At last year's annual UN uh, Climate Change Conference, the COP27, seven UUSC partners attended and had the opportunity to engage in conversations from which they are often excluded. One hard-fought win was a dramatic breakthrough. World leaders at the COP27 pledged to establish a dedicated loss and damage fund to compensate the most vulnerable countries for the impact of climate disasters. So this is a glimmer of hope for communities like Rose's, but only if the United States and the other wealthy nations live up to the promises that they made last year. A recent update letter I got from the UUSC as a member said that they were partitioning pre the presidential climate envoy, John Kerry, to urge the US leadership for a robust loss and damage fund. UUSC and its partners will continue at this year's COP28, which comes in November, so it's something to watch for, to place pressure on policymakers and government leaders in order to secure, secure real and sustainable changes that will support and protect our planet from all the climate disasters. Those who have contributed least to the climate crisis, such as the small island developing states, are often the ones that are most impacted by the climate change. On UN Sunday last year, I told about the Pacific Island Students Fighting Climate Change's campaign to take the climate change and human rights to the International Court of Justice to seek an advisory opinion which would clarify the obligations of states to protect the rights of current and future generations from adverse effects of climate change. UUSC has been helping the Pacific Island students build youth power and advocacy and capacity as they move forward in this campaign. But I'm happy to report that this year, on March 29th, the General Assembly of the United Nations did adopt the resolution to request an advisory opinion by the International Court of Justice on climate change and human rights. Under the leadership of Vanuatu, the resolution was co-sponsored by 130 countries, but not the United States, Russia, or China. Okay. So finally, it was adopted by consensus, and it is the first time in the history of the court that an advisory opinion is requested with unanimous support, showing that the global significance of climate justice initiative that was started by the Pacific Island students fighting for climate change. And it was joined by young people around the world. It's their future. The International Court of Justice will now hold a hearing and hear evidence on the obligations of states in respect to climate change, with a view of handing down an advisory opinion sometime in 2024. I am glad to be a small part 
of the UU organizations like UUSC who are working together on climate justice centered on the most vulnerable. I believe there is hope for healing our planet if we take action together like the parrots and the eagles and act to live out our values. I want to do my part, and I hope you will too, to live lighter on the planet and to live into the hope and courage of our UU faith. After service downstairs, you can get printed information for me about more online resources about the UUSC, about the United Nations, and about climate justice. And I'll also try to post that on the group's I.O.